0: You're listening to the John Stapleton podcast. Welcome back. Today, we are talking about six reasons why people are lost and need God. And this is very important because we live in a period of history that is very humanistic. It's post-enlightenment, which basically means this. Everyone believes in themselves. They don't believe in God, they they don't give credit to God, they disregard God, they discount God, and they blame God if they consider Him. And if there is any reason for success, it's because of a person. It's because of a person. And today, I'm going to show you why we need God and why the people in the world are lost without God. So here it is, six reasons why people are lost and need salvation. The first reason is this, they're lost because of their rejection of biblical revelation. Um, The apostle Paul says this in Acts 14, 17, God did not leave himself without witness for he did good by giving you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons, satisfying your hearts with food and gladness. What this is telling us is that God is the one that makes it rain. God is the one that provides the crops. God is the one who provides our substance. God is the one that allows us to see another day. And God not only provides for our substance, but he also is good and he makes food tasty and 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 he makes he makes survival enjoyable that's what he's saying here um god could have created food without taste god uh, god could have uh designed things where survival is a lot like other animals where they're just they don't really experience that much pleasure they're just surviving but god is good and and he gave us pleasure um Romans 1:19 through20 Paul says, uh, "What can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world, in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. What Paul probably is thinking of is Psalm 19, where it says, "The heavens declare the glory of God and the skies declare His handiwork." What you do is you look up at the sky, you look at nature, and you look at the order. You, you look at, wow... Every year, there's there's four seasons. Every year, it does this in the ecosystem. It rains. It snows. Uh, every year, it the Earth takes care of itself. It replenishes itself. It and, and God designed it that that way. Um, it's very illogical to look at order and say no one was behind that. No one would ever go into a house and, and look at you know picture hangings on the wall and a couch and a TV system and a and a sound set and and um, and internet capabilities, like it's a smart home. And, and and no one, no one would conclude, wow, nobody designed this. No one put this together. It's it's ludicrous. And so Paul's right when he says that God did not leave himself without witness. The problem is when people take the trees and they worship the trees, they take the sky and they worship the sky. Uh, they, they take the ecosystem and they worship the ecosystem. And this is the problem. This is when Idolatry starts. It's very interesting in the Bible. Idolatry, people would worship things like bulls and cows and just the things that they liked. Like a bull is a strong animal to have if you're a farmer. Um, A a cow produces milk and cheese. Um, And people were saying, wow, these animals are providing for us. Let's worship these animals. And God says, I created those animals. You should worship me. Next, people are lost because of their own because they disobey their own conscience. This one's interesting. I get the question all the time: What about nations that never got the Bible? Those nations are dis- disobeying their own conscience. Here's what Paul says in Romans two fourteen through sixteen: When the Gentiles, the people who don't know God, who do not have the law, Paul defines it right there, by nature do what the law requires. They are a law to themselves, even though they do not have the law. What Paul's saying here is. Um, People may not have direct special revelation from God. They may not have the Bible, but they have their conscience. And since everyone is made in the image of God, God speaks to them through their conscience. He goes on. They show, verse 15, they show that the work of the law is written on their hearts while their conscience also bears witness and their conflicting thoughts accuse or even excuse them. On that day, when according to my gospel, God judges... God judges the secrets of men by Christ Jesus. So Paul is saying, look, there are two witnesses. There's the law and there's your conscience. And if you don't have the law, you have your conscience because the law is written on your conscience. See, every time you break your conscience, you break the law. So even even nations that never got the Bible, they never heard of the gospel, they're still accountable to God via their conscience. Number three. They are lost because of their relationship with the world. Paul says in Ephesians 2.2, that you once walked. You were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, that's the devil, the spirit that is at work in the sons of disobedience. Here's what he's saying. There's a whole world system that is opposed to God. Everything from government to entertainment to, to culture, when he's talking about the course of this world, that's what he's talking about. When he's talking about the, the prince of the power of the air, that's what he's talking about. Um, John says at the end of his letter in first John that the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. The devil controls things. If you if you're if you're ever looking at culture and you're like, why is it so nasty out there? It's because the devil's in charge of it. And it doesn't mean that God is not in charge, because the devil still is limited, much like he was limited with Job. Right? God says, you can attack Job, but just don't take his life. So even though the devil is doing a bunch of bad things, he's still under God's control, and God puts, puts a limit on him. It could be far worse. But even in this, God is gracious. Now James, the half-brother of Jesus, says this in James 4.4. 4, you adulterous people, do you not know that friendship of the world is enmity to God? You make yourself God's enemy. Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Um, some of you don't like this, but it's pretty black and white. You're either a friend of God or you're a friend of the world. You're either trying to be, you're 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 either trying to fit in with the world and look cool with the world, or you're a friend of God. And let me just tell you, if you're a friend of God a lot of people will not understand you. A lot of people will hate you. A lot of people will malign you. A lot of people will give you the side eye. A lot of people will look at you and not say hi. It will happen. Because you're either a friend of God or you're a friend of the world. And a lot of Christians, frankly, are trying to be friends of the world. Like one thing that really bothers me, and a couple things that really bothers me, there are a lot of pastors today like Michael Todd, that are trying to apologize for what God said. Oh, you know, if I was God, I would give them a different option. But you're not God, and your opinion doesn't matter. Stop trying to apologize for God. God is not evil, and his, and, 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 and his ways don't need to be um, excused. But you've bought into the narrative. Some Christians have bought into the narrative that God actually is evil. And so now they feel pigeon-held into explaining why God does what he does. And we don't have to do that. We just need to proclaim what God does. Now, I, I admit, there are some confusing things in the Bible. There's some things that I'm confused about. But I will never start from a position of God's evil and I have to apologize for him. The second thing is just like... Christian artists like Lauren Daigle you know it's really interesting there are lots um we 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 live in an apostate culture at like, There's so many people that are just abandoning the faith, and and some of that's good. Um, Jesus says that one out of four people who hear the the good news of the gospel will actually receive it and bear fruit. I, I'm paraphrasing the the parable of the sower, uh, and so this was predicted. Uh, if the church looks a lot smaller, uh, this is exactly in accordance with what Jesus said. One fourth of people will will be faithful, but what really bothers me is when fake Christians, um, when Christians try to, um, you know just get away from the question like I get that there's some wisdom in answering uh, you know some questions if you're on media and and I, I know the fear that people chop things up and make you say things that you didn't say but but just say it you need to be able to say yes, God sends gay people to hell. you need to be able to quote Jude 7. you need to be able to quote Leviticus 19. you need to be able to quote Matthew 19. you need to be able to quote first Corinthians 6:9 and if you don't, quote those passages that are very clear they're so clear that they are offensive then you're not you're not being a faithful witness don't say well you know why don't you go study it and tell me you know what it says this is why you don't want to answer the question because you don't want to get canceled but jesus said if you want to follow me take up your cross and follow right behind me i'm heading to my execution why don't you head to yours And, and he's not talking about a physical execution all the time, but some things will die. Like your ability to, to be cool and, and, and your, your popularity with people and even some of your opportunities. But if Jesus is worth more than that, you have to be able to treat him as though he's the most valuable person in your life. Number four. People are lost because of their relationship with Satan. Jesus says in John 8, 40, um, 42 through 44, he says this. Jesus said to them, "You, uh, if God were your father, you would love me, for I came from God and am here. I came not on my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It's because you cannot bear to hear my word. You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks of what he uh, he speaks out of his own character for he's a liar and the father of lies. Again, this is pretty black and white. Some people don't know it, but they they have a relationship with the devil. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, then then your father's the devil, which is why you act like him, which is why you don't have any control, which is why you lie all the time. It's why you're grumpy and the world revolves around you. The devil's your father and you need to repent and meet God and change. Number five, people are lost because of their relationship to sin. Genesis 2.17 says this, of the tree of life... Uh, sorry, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, God says, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Now, again, some skeptics skeptics of the Bible will say, well, they didn't die that day. God was speaking of physical death. Death was not on the table at all. It was nothing to be considered until they ate from the tree. And now everybody has an expiration date. And the day they died was also spiritual. Spiritual death happens first, and then it's followed by physical death sometime later. Job 14.4, this is actually one of my favorite ones. Who can bring, this is Job speaking, I think, who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? There is not one. What he's, what he's, what he's making the argument of is everyone was born in sin. If your mom and dad were sinners, guess what you're going to be? A sinner. And so everyone is born unclean, and God has to make them clean. This is why you're not a Christian if your parents are Christian. The line in heaven is single file. Paul says in Romans 5, 12, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all sinned. So, our first parent is Adam. Our first mother is Eve. They sinned, and so this this sin line goes all the way down to your family tree and on through your family tree to your parents and then to you. Adam made the decision for us. There's this, um, and again, some of you don't think that there's sin in your life or that you have a relationship with sin because you don't believe in, um, you don't believe that Adam is your representative. You don't believe that Adam actually chose for you. you. You don't believe that. And, this is evident when you say things like, well, if I were in the garden, I would make a different decision. How can you be so sure? Look at the decisions that you make today. Um, you, you, you wouldn't choose God. You wouldn't choose God. That's the point. Last point. They are lost because of their relationship to God. Paul says this, Ephesians 2.12. Remember that you were at one time separated from Christ. Alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. When you don't have God, you don't have hope. Because let me just get, let me just kind of fly up above um, and, and give a bird's eye view of, of the world. Everything, the world is going to end somehow, some way. This idea. Has captivated screenwriters for a long time, and this is why we have um, this is why we have shows on Netflix like Last Man on Earth. But why? Because you know things like COVID happen, and and people want to read the Book of Revelation and, and find out what's going on. Everyone is scared of the end. Everyone is scared of death. Everyone is scared of how things could be. And if you have God. If you know God, you know how things will end. You know how things began. You know how it's going to end. Christians get accused all the time. Oh, you, you guys know everything. We don't know everything, but we know a lot. And perhaps a lot more than the average person because God speaks to us through his word and through our relationship with him. And in the Bible, it's taught that Jesus is going to return again. He's going to judge the living and the dead. He's going to make every wrong right. And he's going to usher in the kingdom of heaven and eternal life forever on a physical remade earth. That's how things are going to end. And so if you don't have that picture, then perhaps your picture is, well, I'm going to go into the dirt and, and nap forever. Or you think hell is a party, which it's, it's not. Think, think uh, I should do a series on hell in the future but it's not first John five twelve says, whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son does not have life. And again, he's not talking about spiritual, uh, physical life. Physical life is existence. He's talking about, he's talking about spiritual life. And lastly, Jude 19, it is those who cause divisions, worldly people, devoid of the spirit. My question to you is, do you have the spirit? If you don't have the spirit, you have the world. God bless. I know these are hard to I know these are hard words. But would you consider these and accept Christ? God bless and I'll see you next time.